0: Hallelujah, hallelujah. You know, many man breaks a lot of covenants, amen? Yeah, men, humans, they make, they make promises, they make covenants, they break them. They're truce breakers, but that's not who we are, amen? As born again believers, as followers of Jesus Christ, we keep our word. He tells us in his word that it's best for us not to even make a vow and if you're gonna break it, amen? Just don't even. So, but our God, when he makes a vow, when he makes a covenant, when he says, I will do this, if you will do this, he keeps his side of his promises. Amen. All of his promises are yes and amen. Hallelujah. Um, This morning we did have a visitor that came in and apparently um, he's at the state park down here. And so he's coming to church while he's at the state park. So we praise God for that. Amen. It's been a little while since we had somebody come from the park and come to church. And we praise God for that. We've had, over the years that we've been here, we've had several people. But then when COVID hit, we had nothing for a long time. So it's, it's awesome to have people coming back in from other places to visit and just saying, you know, I wanted to go to church somewhere. And we praise God for the church that's here. Amen. Sometimes we think, why is that church way up there on that hill? Why do we have to drive all the way up that hill? But if we could reach that one person, Amen. Yes, amen. One more soul, one more person coming into the flock, amen. it's all—it's worth it all, Amen. Amen. Yes, amen. So this morning we're going to be talking about the Word of God, Hallelujah. So turn with me to the book of Hebrews. Hebrews, and no, I'm not going to make any jokes about my husband making coffee, but he does. <laughs> The book of Hebrews, chapter 4. Our God is so good. He's so strong and he's so mighty. There's nothing our God cannot do. Amen? Amen? The mountains are his. The rivers are his. The stars are his handiwork too. My God is so big, so strong, and so mighty. There's nothing my God cannot do. Amen. Everybody there? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was just quoting a children's song for you there. (laughs) Oh, Hebrews? (laughs) That's right. Amen. (laughs) Somehow, it gets my husband up every morning. It wakes him up every morning. Praise the Lord. And every morning we have coffee. Praise God. And Hebrews it. (laughs) All right. So we're in Hebrews chapter 4. And we're going to pick up. Um, in verse, see what happens when you mark your, page, your spots, but you don't mark your little, you don't highlight it. Mm. Yes, it is verse 12. Thank you, sister. And um, so we are just, I wanted to make sure around it too, we're, but yes, yeah, so I'm just going to go straight into verse 12. So here we go. For the word of God is quick. And powerful and sharper than any two edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and of spirit and of the joints in the morrow. It is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Amen. Amen. So, why, why are we reading this this morning? How many of you read the scripture before? Amen. How many of you heard it before? How many of you have seen it somewhere before, right? So you're kind of familiar with this verse. I want to implore you and encourage you, no matter how old you are, how young you are, how many times you think you've read the Bible, please pick up your Bible and read it. Amen? Take your Bible with you. If you have to get one of those messenger bags and take your Bible with you everywhere you go, or a backpack or a Bible bag, take your Bible with you. Amen? If if you want to, you know, some of you want to look at it on your phone and that's good, but sometimes you don't have signal and it's out and you need the word. Amen. You need the word. The word is the sword. Amen. When you put on that whole armor, the word of God, which is the sword of the spirit. Amen. Amen. So you need the word. We need to have that word down inside of us. We need to understand the word. We need to rightly divide the word. We need to apply the word where it needs to be applied. Amen. We need to understand what the word of God says about us. We need to understand what the word of God says about our households, about our families, about our church, about our community, about our nations. Amen. We need to know the word of God. The word of God comes from where? comes out of his mouth, amen? It's the words that he speaks. It's the words that he has said. Now, yeah, we're looking at the word of God here, and and you say, well, Hebrews was written um, by, and and it's a letter from Paul to the, the Hebrews, right? Right? So we say, well, yeah, but that's Paul. Well, Paul was called and anointed of God, right? God, Jesus came to him and appeared to him, and he picked him out and anointed him to go. And then the signs and wonders followed him. Thousands of people were saved. Amen? If I had to pick my favorite out of, you know, Paul and Peter and the others, I would probably pick Peter. That's just my personality. But Paul was a man of God. Amen? And God did choose him. God did anoint him. And God did move on him to write these letters. What we do have to do when we read his letters is understand to whom he is writing Amen? Amen? If we don't understand who he's writing to, sometimes sometimes we'll take things out of context and apply it wrongly. So we need to understand, read, and find out who was he writing to? What were the problems going on? Pay attention to what you're reading. Amen? Read the whole chapter, the whole book. Not just a chapter, a verse here and a verse over there and a verse over there. Did you read your Bible today? Yes, I read a verse over there, over there in uh, Amos.
1: Oh, yeah, it was good.
0: Oh, yeah, and the next day. Would you read your Bible today? Yes, I read a verse in the book of Revelation. I know a lady one time, every time we would go to her house, we'd ask her what she's doing. What are you reading? What are you reading, Grandma? And she would say, Oh, I'm in the book of Revelation every time. Always in the book of Revelation. <laughs> and it's a good book, it's good stuff. But there's something amiss when that's the only place you read. Amen. You need to read it, and then you can, you can see the Scripture tying together. You can see the Word of God is, is knit, finely knit together. Amen? It's not loosely knit. It's finely, tightly wound together like a really good weaving. It's really tight, really intricately done. It's like a, a beautiful tapestry when we look at it. So when you look into the word of God, don't just look at it with a glance. Look into it, gaze into it, meditate on it day and night. David said he meditated on God's word day and night. That does not mean that he went and he sat um, with his legs folded. I'm not going to cast any... Call any names of any types of positions. He didn't go and sit with his legs folded and his fingers held in a certain position. If you understand what I'm saying, and and hum to pick up on some frequency. That's not it. That's not meditation on the Word of God. Amen. Amen. That's not even of God. It's not godly. Amen. Amen. Stay away from it. Can I get a witness? When we meditate on the word, we read the word, and we think upon these things. We ponder them in our heart. We sit before the Lord. We enter into the, the, the place of the presence of God. Remember the message on the presence of God? And we come into his presence. We don't go over here and sit down in the corner and pick up our Bible and light a candle and put all these things around. You can do that, but you know, and all of a sudden you say, God, come over here. I'm, I'm over here. You enter into his presence. Amen? You enter into his presence. And you come into his presence with this word, this thing that you're pondering. And you say, Lord, would you expound it to me? Would you open it up to me? Would you give me deeper understanding? Lord, what do these things mean? Show me, Lord. So many people these days want to be prophets, and yet they won't spend the time in the presence of the Lord. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we have any idea. How much time the prophets of old spent before the Lord God. Some of them only spoke. One of them only spoke when God spoke to him. The rest of the time he was dumb. Y'all willing to do that? Sometimes I think it would be good, (laughs) but no, no, we need, we need to get, you know, get into the presence of God and meditate on his word and let God give us understanding of it. Why? Why is the word so important? Why are you talking about the word today? We have Bibles. I don't know the statistics, but how many households in America have Bibles? And I know here, when I go around to different houses, you can see a Bible over here and a Bible over there and a Bible over there. And we work with the homeless and the people on the streets and they got Bibles. Amen? Amen. You're going to still praise God. Hotels still have Bibles. Some of them. There's one in Albuquerque that has a Bible and a... I don't know what it's called. I can't pray. I probably can't pronounce it. Something that has Eastern writing on it in the same drawer. <laughs> That's not a Bible. I didn't look it up. It's not a Bible. It's not a holy Bible. It's not God's Bible. It's not God's word. Anyway, so what we need to do is to understand the word. Now, here's the thing. As men, you guys are tough. Amen? You're strong, you're enduring, you go above and beyond, you press on through pain, you, pe- you press on through bad weather, you press on through the ice and the storms and the snow and the mud, you press on, you dig in the dirt, you dig, you fix all these things for our households, you do all the nasty, dirty work, you do it. And it's almost a thankless job. Maybe once a year, everybody says, oh, thank you, Dad, we love you, Dad. Thank you, honey. Amen? Guys, you don't have to say amen, (laughs) but you can, it's okay, because we we need to be called out, amen? And as women of God, as women, we do a lot of the -the behind-the-scenes things that nobody ever sees. Nobody, Nobody never knew that you knew how to perform maintenance on a refrigerator. How'd you learn how to do that? Well, I had to live with the thing, I didn't want to have to replace it. I learned how to clean it. I learned how to take everything off of it that could come off, and I learned how to get all the dust off of it and clean it and put it back together without getting shocked. No, I'm not going to tell the story about me getting my hair caught in the back <laughs> and clean. Anyways, and you, you learn how to un- unclog a toilet. You learn how to do all kinds of things while he's at work doing, doing hard stuff. You're at home doing hard stuff, Amen. And our job doesn't stop when he comes home and he collapses, praise God, and he should. Amen? He should be able to sit down and relax. He should be able to kick back for a little while and collect himself, at least get a hot shower. Or a shower. Or wash up. Amen? Amen? Mm-hmm. Amen? <laughs> We're still going, we're still cooking, we're still cleaning, but we find the quiet times. We, you, we, women, if you're not doing it, you got to find those quiet moments, those quick moments. My kids tease me, even still today, especially true, about going into the, our restroom and coming out smelling like chocolate. <laughs> she, that child, when she was this big, I mean little, even smaller, she would look at me and go, I and she knew, she knew when I stuck in there and I ate the very last Swiss cake roll. She, sometimes we have to steal away. We just need a moment, amen? The Swiss cake roll was not where it was at. I should have been in there praying and speaking in tongues, amen? And if we'll find those moments, men and women, where we're praying. In that moment where we're quiet, where we have a few seconds and we just enter into his presence, amen? We just enter into his presence and we begin to let the Holy Ghost pray through us, amen? And then you begin to pray the word of God over your family members. Like we sang this morning, that was the word of God, arise, shine, amen? That is the word of God from the book of Isaiah. If we begin to speak the word, understand the word, know how to rightly apply the word, and I get this, and when you sit down with them, You'll know when to speak and when not to. And you'll know the word of God well enough that you don't have to say, well, you know, the Bible says that if you don't stop doing what you're doing, you're going to hell, and if you don't change right now, is that going to help them? I can't see what these things are. (laughs) I can only see the word of God. Hallelujah. So when we, we think about these things, if we could sit down with people and we could talk to them and we could speak to them in a way that they could understand it. That we're bringing forth the word of God and we're rightly applying the word of God in a way that they can understand it and yet it's still the word of God. That we're telling them, like Sister Beth was saying, life is hard without Jesus. Is that a more true statement? That's so true. So true. Life is hard. It's harder than hard without Jesus. As a matter of fact, it's not life. Amen? But just talking to a young person, just saying, you know, life is really hard without Jesus. That makes me think, as a young person, it is you mean my life doesn't have to be as hard as it is, and if Jesus was in my life, my life wouldn't be so hard? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. You mean there's an easier, something that could make my life easier and more more joyful, more peaceful, more yeah. free? Yes. I remember being a sinner, and I remember people that didn't even know that they were witnessing to me saying stuff, and some of them weren't exactly where they were supposed to be, but they went to church on Sunday, and I didn't. They went to Sunday school, and I didn't. They went to youth group, and I didn't. So they, they knew the word in a way that I didn't. They experienced Jesus on a level that I had not. Amen? Amen. And so they would say things. One of the things I remember them saying, and it was kind of funny, because I, you know, I wasn't the in crowd, but I had friends in all the crowds. I had associates, I guess you'd say. I was associated with all the different people. And I have a few enemies, but not many. And I remember this one girl in school, and she was kind of popular, and she was a, she could sing beautifully. Everybody still talks today about how beautifully she could sing. And somebody said, you know, she's a good Christian girl. And that thing kind of stuck right here. Like, what do you mean she's a good Christian girl? And coming from your mouth, what do you know about Christian? You know, because I was over, I was, I know where you were last weekend. Amen? But they knew that she was different, that there was something different about her. And it sparked an interest in my mind. What makes her different And being a Christian and me and you and the rest of us that write down Protestant or that we're Christians on our paperwork? What makes them different? What made her different was that she lived her life for the Lord to the best of her knowledge, to the best of her ability. Amen? It made her different. And so I began to look at that at the age of maybe probably about 15, 16 years old. I began to wonder, well, how am I different? How, how am I not a Christian? That's, that's, that was the feeling. How am I not a Christian? What do you mean she's a good Christian girl and I'm not? I'm not that bad. I didn't do this, I didn't do that. Do you understand? Where I'm going with it, where I'm going with it was it was just something really simply said and brought forth. And I was telling Larry the other day there was a kid in my middle school class who was raised by his grandparents. And I don't know for sure, but I'm almost certain he was raised in a holiness church. This kid would say stuff in the middle of class that would make the teacher just go, Uh-huh. She didn't know what to say, she didn't know how to respond. The other kids were just gonna look at him and tilt our heads and go, really? He said it with kind of a a certain authority, you know, because he hung around with old people. (laughs) Because he he would say it with a certain authority, well, that the end time was coming. And then in the last days, it would be like this. And we're all like, what? I had never heard anyone say anything about the last days. My grandparents were um, Sunday school teachers, deacons, up in the the denomination that they were in. I had never heard anybody tell me these things. We studied, you know, during the holidays would come around. He'd bring out the paganism behind it. In middle school, he's bringing out, well, that's pagan. And my teachers would have to agree. You're right, that is pagan. That's not, that didn't come from, from the Bible. It didn't come from God's teaching. That came from a pagan ritual that was brought into, and, and she would say, like in American traditions. But it's come into the churches, Right? So this kid was bringing forth revelation to me as a young person in middle school. And God took all these little things and built upon them as I grew. And when I finally realized I was a sinner in need of a savior, it all just came flooding in for that whole, maybe a whole month or so. Wow, Lord, you used that person and you used that person and that person spoke a word to me. And they did not even know. But if we'll study the word to show ourselves approved unto God, rightly dividing the word of truth, we will not be ashamed, right? A workman needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So let's go back to this verse 12 right here. I kind of went down a rabbit trail for you. It was a good rabbit trail, amen? For the word of God is quick. You think think about things being quick. You might think, well, it's, it's quickened. It's, it's fast. It's it's like it it doesn't waste time. It does what it's, what it's sent to do. What it's sent to do when God sends a word to be, for you to be healed, it doesn't have to take a long time. Amen. Amen. Amen? You can be healed immediately. For example, it's quick in the fact that it, it's it's quickened by the power of the Holy Ghost. It's the quickening power that's going to catch us up to meet him in the air. It's the quickening power that raised Jesus from the dead. It's the same power that's in the word of God. It's the same power that raised him from the dead. That's in you and me that's going to raise us up when Jesus comes. Amen? So the word of God is quick like that. It's powerful. It's powered by the Holy Ghost. You can't get away from the Holy Ghost. You can't get away from the power of God. Amen. Hallelujah. I don't want to get away from the power of God. I want more power. Amen. More power. More love. Amen. We want more of Jesus. Amen. We want, the Bible says, as I quoted earlier, that we're thirsty. And we come to him and he says, I'll give you water and you'll thirst no more. But we still want more. Amen? Because we're constantly pouring out. We're not thirsty in the way that we were where we're thirsty and dry and dying up. Amen? Drying up but, or, and dying. But now we're thirsty to the point where we just, we're kind of insatiable. We want more. We want more. We're satisfied with Jesus, but we want more. Amen? Amen. We need more. I just can't do it, Lord. I, want, I gotta have more because he's so good. Amen? It should be the same way with his word. This is his word that we're talking about. Amen. This is not. I can't think of some, think of any author. This is not Shakespeare's words. Amen. This is not Mark Twain, Evie White. No, it's not. No, this is God's word. Amen. This is God's holy word. There's so many people that come against it, even, even I think it's coming against it even more today than in many, many years. There's a big push against the Word of God. From the inside of the walls of churches, they're tearing the Word of God apart. They're saying, well, this is not this, and this is not that, and we shouldn't have to say this anymore. And I remember as a young Christian, they were coming against the King James Version, and they would say, well, you don't have to say, no, people don't understand that these, the thousands and the verilies. And I said, yes, they do. do and you... I went to school, I went to public school, I had to read Shakespeare, I had to make a good grade on that, amen? So when I got to be a youth pastor, just a few years later, I wasn't that, that old as a youth pastor, I think, I, was, I just figured out the other day, I was about 15 years older than our oldest student. That's not really that, that old, not that many years. And they were saying, well, we don't understand that these are the thousand of earlies. We don't understand that King James old old English. I said, Dude, what grade are you in? And they told me, I said, you guys don't read the plays, the you know Shakespeare and Ham, you know, Hamlet, and y'all don't have to read all that stuff? No. So somebody was either a lion? <laughs> Or they're dropping it, they were taking it out of the schools already. They took cursive writing out of the schools. We need cursive writing. Why? Because when I write a letter, if you don't know cursive, you can't read it. And they need your signature. They need your signature. Oh no, just make an X. (laughs) Have you seen I'm not picking none of y'all, okay? I haven't seen y'all's signatures. But I'll pick on my daughter. Have you seen Lord Devana's signature? It looks like a. Half, like a circle and a dot and a circle. It looks like a doctor's signature. I'm like, Devona, what does this even say? No. The, the cursive writing helps with your, with your brain. It helps you with your math. It helps you with your music. It helps. You need, you need the cursive write. Yes. Amen? Yes. You, need, you need to do it. I heard one of our brothers is really good at calligraphy. One day, one day. I'm I'm okay with it, but I'm not really good at it. Anyway, we need to understand the Word of God. We need to understand it. We need to be able to to bring it forth. Look, so it's so powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. Now, these swords that he's talking about back in those days, they would, they would make it out of temper. They would temper it. They would heat it up, and they would temper it, and they make sure that it was so strong. The metal these days. Don't even get me started. I'm just on stuff today. But the metal that he's talking about, this was a finely made sword made for battle. Amen? That when it went in, it would cut, and coming out, it would cut. Amen? sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even. So I was, I was reading this the other day, and I'm thinking about how it is that we all will sit in front of somebody at some point, and somebody's going to need advice. Somebody's going to need to know direction. Okay, well, some people are going to come to you, they probably already do, and they ask you, what do you think I should do? Because you have wisdom. Because you represent Christ. Because they know you. Amen? They're going to come to y'all. They're going to ask you questions. You might think, well, no, nobody's ever going to ask me. They will. They're going to come to you. They're going to ask you. Amen. People call Sister Laura up and ask her for prayer. They ask her for advice advice and direction. People look up to Brother Guilford at work and they ask him questions. Dee Dee, they probably, they probably, people will probably all ask y'all something at some point. You might even ask each other, what should I do? Will you pray with me about this? If you know Brother Marlon, people, people know Brother Marlon's a Christian. They ask him questions. They look to him for answers in the word. Amen? Y'all, every single one of us. At some point, you're going to stand in a place of being a type of, like a counselor. And the Holy Ghost is the counselor, right? Mighty God, counselor, prince of peace. It's the spirit of God in you. Amen? So we have to rely on the Holy Ghost to bring back that word which he has taught you at the right time. But if we have not applied the word and gotten the word down inside of us and read the word, and studied the word, how are we going to know the word? How is he going to bring something back up that you haven't eaten? Amen? How is he going to pull something out of the file cabinet that you haven't put in the file cabinet? Does that make sense? You got to put you got to put something in there. You got to input output. Input output. So what do you need more of? We need more word. Amen. We need more of the Holy Ghost. We need more of his presence, but we need more of his word. In the days to come, they are like I said, they're tearing the Bible apart. They're making new versions. They're making they're calling them versions. They're calling them the, a translation is where you take a word and you say this is what this word means. So if I were standing up here and I was preaching to people who did not understand what I'm saying, then I might have an interpreter come and stand beside me. And she she or he would interpret and should interpret. A good interpreter would do so verbatim. Amen? And they would translate for me. Word for word. So if I said black, they wouldn't say brown. Amen? If I said big, they wouldn't say it's about... Yay, size. And they're going to say it's big, only in, their, in the language, right? So you have translations, and you need to look at the front of the book. The front of the Bible will tell you if it's a literal translation, or is it a dynamic translation, and how did they come about this translation? You want literal Literal. You want literal. Amen? You don't want somebody's idea of what it says. A- am I right? You don't want some, some bunch of people that just kind of gather together and because they wrote some books and some people thought they might be good. Or because this publishing company said, hey, go ahead, let's get all you people together and we're going to publish a new Bible because guess what? We can make megabucks off of it. You just need a good literal translation. Amen? and the Holy Ghost. That didn't cost y'all nothing either. So the Bible, the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. So when you have the word of God in you, and you're able to counsel someone, or witness to someone, or share the word of God, or, or speak some, you know, peaceful, peaceable thing to them, or maybe it's even a word that's not so peaceable, you know, God might move on you to say something that maybe they don't like it too much and it causes them to get a little agitated. You ever read the book of Acts? They got agitated. You ever read the stories of Jesus, the accounts of Jesus, the Gospels? They got agitated, amen? They got mad, they got angry, and they gnashed on him with their, te- with their teeth. <clears throat> he said, if they hate me, they're going to hate you more. So that's okay. If they get angry, let them get angry. God's dealing with them, amen? Amen. But what you do is you be led by the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. The lust of the flesh wars against the spirit. If we are going about and we're led by the flesh, we might go around beating people up with the word. That's not God. That's not what I'm telling you to do. Amen. We are to be led by the spirit. So when the word might be harsh and it might might upset them and they might even say, I'm offended. I don't like that. That's okay. You let the word of God do its work. Amen. I was offended when my, my, one of my best friends said she's a good Christian girl and I had never heard anybody say that about me. I was offended. But what did it do? It sparked a thought. It it sparked something in my heart. It pricked my heart. And I began to think about that thing. I pondered that thing. When When I had coherency in my mind, I began to think, what does that mean? That someone else is a good, what is a good Christian? What does that mean? It means that she, they saw Christ in her. It means that they saw something in her that was different, that she stood out amongst all the other girls in my high school. There was something different about her. And when this word goes out, it pierces even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit so that when you sit down or you're standing there and you're talking to somebody and you're helping them muddle through the things of life and you've prayed maybe and maybe you said, you know, you even said, you know what, why don't, we just, why don't we just worship a little while before we begin to talk? Why don't we just thank God for his goodness and his mercy? Remember when Jesus taught them how to pray, the first thing they did was they, they gave him glory. They praised the Lord. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Amen? So give him some praise before you start. But before you, you know, if you're sitting down with somebody, if you can do it it's kind of a formal setting, you're able to do this. Even if you're in a coffee shop, maybe share a worship song for a few minutes. You know? And just give him some glory. And begin to talk about the things of God. Maybe this person doesn't want to hear nothing about God. That's okay, too. You just be there. You be you be the representative of the kingdom. You be the representative of God. You be that ambassador for Christ. And you sit and you listen. And you give good, wise, godly counsel. Amen? Don't say, well, I think and I know. And I, you know what? I'm feeling exactly, you, that just makes me so mad. I just want to go over, overthrow everything. Because sometimes we feel that way. Amen? I know I have. But we need to listen and hear what's being said to us. And let the Holy Ghost put those words in our mouth. Sometimes it may not make sense to us, but when we speak what he tells us, it'll make sense to that person. Amen? Because it rightly it divides even to the soul and the spirit. Can you tell me, that, can you discern between the soul and the spirit? The word of God can. Amen? Amen. Even, he gives us an example, even to the joints and the morrow. Now, see, so I like that because as when I read it, I read it, um, how would you say, figuratively or as, as a picture, like it's comparing the joints in the marrow and the soul and the spirit that they're so close together. It's really hard. When they did that thing, that x-ray on Larry's elbow, they had to go between the bones into the joint. And put some kind of dye or something in there. And they had to, it was such a little teensy-weensy little thing. They had to have a camera. His arm was on a weird position, and they're in a weird position. And they had to use this camera to get it to go in there. And it's really weird, you know, to watch that whole thing. But they got it right. And they they told him he had to sign a release form. If we mess up, it could mess up a lot of stuff. Don't you love those? Oh, we're doctors, and we're skilled, and we're really good at what we do. But if we mess up, it's not on us. It's on you. You get to live with it. (laughs) <laughs> right? <laughs> and they were nervous. That's the thing. They were nervous about it. And they were serious about it. So, But it went right in between those two places, right exactly where it was supposed to go. That's when you're praying. Amen? You pray. And you let God direct things. And so we pray. But my point is that when you read this again, you think, okay, so yeah, the soul and the spirit is really close together, just like the joints and the marrow closer together. But when we speak the word of God, amen, that word of God can go right in there, right between the <laughs> joint and the marrow and that dislocated elbow, two of them in one month, <laughs> right in there to where that dislocated elbow is and pop it right back into place. Amen. It can go in there with that fractured bone, and they said bones, right where those fractured bones were. And the Word of God can weave them and knit them back together. Amen. Amen? The Bible says that we, in the book of Jeremiah, that we were knit together in our mother's womb. Amen? How does that happen? Has God really got knitting needles up there in heaven? Is he knitting little babies? Is by the power of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost puts is a creative power. Amen? So we speak the word and we send the word of God. The word of God goes in by the power of the Holy Ghost and works a miracle in the body. Even to the point of getting right in there, Brother George, between the joints and the marrow. Amen? Wow. Praise the Lord. Amen? Glory to God. So we speak the word of God. We don't just throw it around flippantly. We speak the word of God in power. By the power of the Holy Ghost, we speak the word of God. And it is a discerner. Get this. Now we're talking about the soul and the spirit, the joints and the marrow. And it even discerns the thoughts and the intents of your heart. Amen? It knows the thoughts and the intents of your heart. And where the heart right here is like what you're thinking. Amen? What you're, what drives you, your mind, your will, and emotions, kind of speaking more of your soul right here. It knows that you're very intense. Amen? And it can, the word of God can go right in there, right where it needs to go, and loosen something up so that you can think clearly. Or it can move something out of the way that doesn't need to be there. It can, say, it can speak to you and say, that's not of God. Amen? You need to bridle your tongue, maybe. Maybe somebody will say something about, you know, a horse's bridle. and You hear somebody talking about how they, you bridle the tongue and it's all in the word of God, but they don't know the word of God, but you do. Amen? And so they begin to say, you know what? The way that I talk to my spouse, the way that I talk to my kids, the way that I talk to my classmates or the, my students or whatever, that maybe I do need to bridle my tongue. Maybe I do need to re, you know, rein it in a little bit. Amen? That the word of God can go in and tell you exactly what needs to be done. It can speak and discern your very intents and thoughts of your heart. Amen? Mm Is this good? Amen? It's it's kind of a lot to ponder, a lot to think about. But I want you to turn with me to the book of James because we're going to pick it up pace a little bit here. The book of James. James chapter 1, verse 23. It says, for if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is likened to a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholds himself and goes up his way and straightway forgets what manner of man he was. So, you know, when you, you get up in the morning and you go in there and you fix your hair and you think, okay, I look pretty good. I look all right. And you might, when you might, you look in your mirror and you see yourself and you know that you're a humble person and that you're not, you know, all of that in the back. You know, you're, you're just you, right? I'm just me. I'm just glad to see, you know, I'm alive, and I'm praising the Lord, and I'm good. And you walk out of there, and you might start thinking one way or the other. <laughs> Am I right? Sometimes we start thinking, oh, wow, you know, I'm, I'm all, I'm feeling good, I'm looking good. Get the hip-hop walk going, you know. And you're feeling really good about life, and then something, you know, you forget what matter that you're just a regular, you're just, you're just you. But right now, you feel like you're Snoopy, you know, you think you're, you know, the Red Baron, they're gonna take down the Red Baron because 'cause you're like you're like, oh yeah, I'm Joe Cool. That's who I am. I'm Joe Cool right now. So I got am I, all that in a bag of chips. You forget that you're just you. Amen. That you're a humble servant of God. And sometimes you might look at yourself in the mirror and you think you think lowly of yourself. And that's not what he's talking about. Okay. So you look in the mirror and you see yourself as you are, and you walk away. And you begin to think of yourself lowly. Or somebody tells you, you know, there's a little, you got a little smudge right here, a little something right here. And it just kind of makes you feel bad the rest of the day. You feel like, you know, you're not all together. You forget what manner of man you are. I know I'm kind of simplifying this and bringing it down to a base level. But we don't need to do that. Amen? We need to take the word of God and apply it. Amen? That's why he's giving an example. It's an example of how you can forget word of God when you don't apply it but if you be doers of the word and not hearers you deceive your own self verse 22 for if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer then he's like this person that sees himself in a glass and then walks away forgetting what manner of man he is so we might look into the word we see some scripture we say oh yeah that's good Mm." let's say uh Blessed is the man that endures temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive a crown of life, which the Lord hath promised him, that to him that loved him. Oh, Lord, thank you, Jesus. I'm going to get me a crown of life. I was just uh, reading from verse 12. And so you get real excited about that scripture while you're looking at it, while it's right there before you. And then you get up, and you close your Bible, and you walk away. And the temptation comes, and you follow right after the temptation, and you completely about that crown of life. you forget completely forgotten about what the Word of God said. You understand? We need to take the Word of God and ponder it. Ponder on it. Meditate on it. Think on it. Write it down. Write it over and over and over again. Us girls, we like to write things over and over and over again, don't we? We like to write it this way and that way and with this color pen and that color pen. Maybe draw some flowers on it. Yeah, it's good for us. Amen? Write it in cursive. Write it in calligraphy. Write it in box style. Write it like bubbles. Write it and get it down into your spirit. Write it. Remember it. Apply it. This is the word of God. This word applies to me. Amen? If I will resist temptation, then I have a crown of life. A crown laid up for me. Amen? We got a sister in here going after a crown, I understand. (laughs) See? the, The Lord has a crown that's everlasting. That's enduring when we overcome temptation. Amen? Nothing that is set before us that we can't overcome in Christ Jesus. Be ye doers of the word. So don't just hear what you're, being, what you're being told today, but take it and apply apply it. Go back and read the scripture again. Underline it. Highlight it. Apply it. Look, at the, look into the scripture. Look into the other scriptures that talk about the word of God. How God spoke into the darkness and created the light. How God spoke everything into existence except for us. He shaped us and molded us. Amen. It took time. Hallelujah. His word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Amen. I had just a couple of psalms I wanted to read to y'all. but I'm sure if we just popped around this room all of you probably have a word scripture that you know. There's a, probably have, like I probably already quoted a couple of them. But let's look at Psalm seventeen, verse four, the book of Psalm, verse seventeen. Psalm seventeen, four. Concerning the works of men by the word of thy lips. Now, who's he talking to? This is David. David's talking to the Lord. This is a prayer to the Lord. A conversation he's having with God, and he wrote it down. And he said, concerning the works of men by the word of your lips, God, I have kept me from the paths of the destroyer. How many times do we pray, Lord, deliver us from evil? Amen? Deliver us from evil. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Lord, deliver us from the hand of the fowler. This is his will we're praying. Amen? He doesn't want you to be to fall into the traps of the, of the, the destroyer. He doesn't want the destroyer to come into your door. He gave you ways to protect yourself. Amen? It's by being in Christ Jesus under the blood. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. So when we apply that word of God, sometimes we have to remind ourselves. Amen. Because why? Because the flesh wars against the spirit. Amen. So we have to remind ourselves what the word of God says. And we have to pray the word of God, apply the word of God, know the word of God. When The more you read this word, the more you study the word, the more you listen to to. The word, in the 80s, it was kind of popular to have a scripture set to music. So there's a, that's why we sing a lot of the hymns. I mean, not the hymns, the um, the courses. A lot of the courses that we sing are are, are verses, verses, of scripture that are set to music. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. You remember that one? That was top 40 in Christian, <laughs> Christian music. So we have... Scripture that we can listen to to set to music, amen. The lots of things nowadays, lots of our Christian music has kind of gotten away from that straightforward Christian uh, scripture and kind of gone more to interpretive stuff, and you kind of have to read between the lines. And you know that you need, you really do need just the straightforward Word of God, amen. So if you can find some of those old tapes. Old CDs, if you have a, a, a smartphone, you can download them on your Apple or your Android. You can download that music and listen to it so that you have it. And so when you come to church, we can sing, um, As the deer panteth for the water, so my soul longs after thee. That is scripture. Amen? So there's praising to the Lord. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. That's scripture. All these songs, all those songs that we were singing were scripture. If we begin to take the scripture and apply it, amen, get it into your spirit. In your mind, your will and emotions, it will begin to affect your emotions. It will begin to affect your body for healing. It will begin to affect how you walk and how you interact with other people. The more of the word you have that is rightly applied, it will rightly affect your atmosphere. It will rightly affect the atmosphere in your home. It will rightly affect your relationships. Amen? We want that, right? Yeah. We want better relationships. Our, I believe everybody in here that's married has a good marital relationship. Oh, they hear some hallelujahs right there. <laughs> Amen. And but you know it could get better. Yeah. Couldn't it? Because our communications could get better, we could begin to speak the word of God to each other. We could begin to be more light and you know, happier about not not happy is more circumstantial, but y'all understand what I'm saying. That the more you apply the word, the big just gets better and better and better and better and better. And like Larry's little brother said, it gets better than betterest. You know, it just gets gooder and gooder. Amen. Amen. All right, turn with me to Psalm 107. I know y'all are looking kind of tired. Maybe we got it too warm in here for you. Psalm one hundred seven. Was any consolation we got in here about midnight last night? Psalm one hundred (laughs) seven twenty. Psalm one hundred seven twenty. one you can apply. This is one of my favorite ones. Of course, they're all my favorites. Verse 20, 107 verse 20. He sent his word. Who? Who sent his word? God. God sent his word and healed them and delivered them from all their destructions. God sent his word. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Amen? God sent his word. God speaks his word over you. He's singing over you. Amen? The Bible says that he sings over you with gladness, that he dances over you. Do you think that he's not singing his word? (laughs) Of course he's singing his word. It's coming out of his mouth. Amen? So he sings good things over you. He speaks good things over you. He speaks those plans over you. He speaks the future over you. He speaks goodness and healing all the days of your life over you. Amen? The only thing that can take it away from you is that man in the mirror. It's you. Amen? You're the only one that can step outside. Of God's will nobody can make you do it the devil can't make you do it your husband can't make you do it your girlfriend can't make you do it your brother or sister can't make you do it nobody can make you do it the government can't make you do it amen it's between you and God so he wants all the good things for you every good and perfect gift comes down from the father He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from all their destructions. Turn to Psalm 119. Everybody knows this one probably. 119 verse 11. This is a long psalm. So you might have to turn some pages back once you get there. Psalm 119 verse 11. And when you if you if you do a study on the word, look at the word, uh, look up commands along with it because those are things that God has spoken and told them to do, told us to do throughout the Bible. Verse 10. With my whole heart I have sought thee. Oh, let me not wander from thy commandments, thy word, everybody. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Amen. And look at the next verse. It says, blessed art thou, O Lord, teach me thy statutes. With my lips I have declared all the judgments of my mouth. So he wants us to, this is David again speaking, but God has given him these these praises and helps him to write these things down for us that we might have it all these years later and to see that if we will take the word of God and hide it in our hearts, it strengthens us against the temptations. It strengthens us against the things that, that people say. When the doctor calls and says, we got the test results back and it's not good. You're strengthened against that. I don't even want to hear it. I don't even want to hear it. My God sent his word and he healed me. Amen? Amen. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path, Lord. You sent your word and you healed me. You said that if I would do these things and keep keep your commandments and if I would if I would bring my tithes and my offerings into the storehouse and if I would if I would worship you all the days of my life and if I would serve you and if I would love you with all my heart, soul, and strength, that you that you and I would love my neighbor as myself, that you would do all these things. That you would keep the devour away from my door. That you would keep sickness. That you would that it would move away from me. If I will execute evil, if I will resist the devil and submit to you, if I will submit to you and resist the devil, the devil and all of his schemes and wiles has to go. Amen? Amen? Because at the cross, when Jesus went to the cross, you paid for it all, Lord. So you begin to speak the word of God. If you don't know the word and how it applies right there, go look it up. If while you're praying and you're thinking, I want to pray these things, look it up. Amen? Glory to God. We're done. Hallelujah. That's the end of the message this morning. So I just want to encourage you and implore you this morning to understand, to get into the word. We need more of the word of God. I ask the Lord, Lord, what's the word this morning? What should we preach for your people this morning? What is What, 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 what should I take to the people over there? What should I take to them? And he said, tell them to know my word. There are places in this world that people cannot sit there like you're sitting right there right now, little sister, with that Bible. They they cannot have a Bible in their hand. All they have is a spoken word back and forth to one another. Amen. We need to hide that word in our hearts so that we're ready when the day comes. Amen? So that when the temptations come, so that when you don't have your Bible with you and you can't flip through it and look something up on your phone, that somebody says something to you and and the Holy Spirit in you says, that doesn't sound right. But you can't can't come against it because you don't know the Word. Know the Word. Know the Word. Get to know the Word. Amen? Correct each other. Help each other. Somebody, missed, your family misquotes the word of God. Don't joke with them and laugh at them and put them down. Just say, I don't know if it says it like this. Isn't it like this? Correct each other in love. Amen? Let's encourage one another. Lift each other up. Send each other love notes or something. You know, we need to encourage one another in the Lord. Amen? Praise the Lord. The word of God is, is, to, is there to exhort us, to lift us up, to encourage us, to correct us, to direct us. Amen? We need the Word of God. Hallelujah.